Welcome to Cosmopolitan's The Buzz. I'm your host, Mel, the news and entertainment editor. And today I am joined by Emma Markazik, our columnist, also a comedian. Thanks also, for having me, Mel. I'm very no excited problems. to be here. Oh, very excited to have you here. <laughs> Excellent. And today we're going to compare our dating lives, dating Ooh, in your 20s versus dating in your 30s. It's a date off. It's, it's a date totally off. aged me. Thank you very much. <laughs> It's I true, I am in my 30s, well. you're right. It's, it's, I can't really deny it. It's a fact. <laughs> it's a fact. It <laughs> happened about 35 years ago, in fact. You ended your 30s about 35 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's when the journey started, Mel. That's yes. when the journey started. <laughs> but yes, it is, it is quite different, actually. And I have now been writing about dating for Cosmo for almost 10 years now. We've which been lapping it up. <laughs> but it's amazing what you learn along the way. And it is actually quite different in your 20s than in your 30s. Dating your 20s sucks. I'm just going to put it <laughs> out there. Don't worry, it also sucks in your 30s. <laughs> I was wondering whether we're just going to be swapping the exact same stories, thinking there's some wild comparison when really. Well, you know what? I do think that it is slightly different in a couple of ways. And I'm going to use a metaphor here because... We all know I love a metaphor. Oh, we all love a metaphor. I'm going to compare it to sandwiches. So you know when you've gone to the gym and you get home and you're really hungry and you're like, I'm just going to have a Vegemite sandwich, like white bread. I know I shouldn't, but that's what I'm really craving. Right? YOLO. So you have one, but then you take that Vegemite covered knife and you just kind of put it on the sink because you think I might have another sandwich. I'm not sure yet. I'm not going to put it in the dishwasher yet because I might have another sandwich. I might come back to that knife later. Whereas in your 30s, you know, your metabolism has slowed down a little bit. So you come home and you know you can only have one sandwich. So you really want that sandwich to count. So you're like, I might actually have like a cheese, lettuce and ham sandwich. Like I can only have one. I can't come back to it. So I'm just going to make it count. So in your 20s, you kind of you date with the view to potentially coming back to people later, you know, flipping, flopping around a little bit, having fun. Whereas I think most people in their 30s are going, all right, I've got to stop doing that now. I've really got to commit to one man slash sandwich. That a was term. a really long metaphor. No, a term <laughs> I like to call benching. Benching, exactly. Yes. Also called shelving in comedy. People shelve <laughs> jokes. Yeah, shelving. Shelving. Yeah. Mm, Saving something for later. Mm. Put it on the shelf for later. Or, um, oh, I saw another great term. What was it? Um I think it was zombie dating. What? You come back from the dead as a zombie. Uh, so it's like someone forgets got about ghosts, you and all of a sudden. Right. Yeah. So that does happen a lot, yes. Yeah. That actually majority of guys, if they stop talking to me, I just think, oh, they'll come back. <laughs> They're just zombieing me. And do they? Sometimes, yeah. Mm. And then they just float away again. Interesting. Yeah. I think the most uh, important thing to note is when you're in your twenties and I did this. You think that perhaps when we all turn 30, you're given some kind of magical handbook. I'm and waiting for it. suddenly learn how to be chivalrous and they, you know, throw the commitment phobia out the window and they buy some ties and they get on with it. That doesn't really happen. So I'm sure you've heard men never really grow up. This is true. Hmm. They, don't, they don't. They have the same in their 20s as their 30s and their 40s as are women. None of us ever really grow up. We're all just pretending to adult all of the time. Oh, Yeah. So I, it doesn't, in that sense, none of us are changing. I guess our priorities just change a little bit. Good point. Yeah. Deep. Deep. Now, I want to talk about, I want to kick it off with the approach. The mm. difference between how a, a guy in his 20s, I keep going to say a 20-year-old guy. No, we're not. <laughs> we're not dealing with that. A guy in his 20s, how he will approach you compared to a guy 
in his 30s. I mean, I'm just going to throw it out there. Guy in their 20s, they don't approach. Right. That's the approach. Mm-hmm. There is no approach. I think the only time a man actually does approach you is when he's really proud of his business card. So if he's just gotten a promotion and his ah. title is really cool and he's really proud of his new shiny business card, then he'll want to come up and give it to you. Otherwise, they generally don't. But in saying that, you know, hashtag feminism, like women can also approach men, obviously. So none of us are really approaching anyone anymore no. because we're all just got our noses stuck in Tinder. So we've kind of forgotten how to. And I would love to like insert a really witty one-liner that you could use here. But actually, the only language you need is body language. If you see someone in the real world at the club that you like the look of. In the club. It's just, it's eyes, it's smile. That's it. That's all you need. Mm. It's very easy. Yet it feels so weird to do in the moment. It does. I remember I was at a bar not too long ago and I was with a friend who you know, the lovely Liv, ah. and she was like, that guy's looking at you. And I would sort of sort of dart my eyes over thinking, oh, don't look at him too long, that's weird. And she's like, stare at him, stare at him. I'm yeah. like, I could think of nothing more weird right now. It does feel odd, so but you know what you it? have to do? It's only three seconds. Apparently three seconds, three the seconds. brain goes, oh, that person's interested in me. Three seconds, count ah. it out. So like, if we stare at each other right now for three okay. seconds, See, it feels like a slightly long time, but it's actually not that long. So you just have to look at them for that long and their little brain will go, ooh, she's looking at me. Mm. And then, you know, you'll work it out from there with a, after a few vodka tonics. Well, didn't you write a story about you can fall in love with someone by looking Absolutely, at them? yes. Yeah. Absolutely, you can. So most people in general, whether you're looking to date them or not, make a decision about meeting a new person they've met within the first 10 seconds. You, you decide very quickly how you feel about someone. So... The eyes are the windows to the loins, Mel. To the loins. Mm. Not just the soul, but to the, the loins. loins. It's more important than the soul, really. Yes. How has Tinder shifted the game? Because for me, peak dating life is probably now. Mm-hmm. There is nothing before Tinder for me, right. dating life. <laughs> so I know nothing other than Tinder going on an app and swiping through. I actually had lunch yesterday with someone who is 49 years old. And they had just met someone for the first time online on Tinder. Yeah. So everyone is using it now. It's ubiquitous. There's no longer that stigma about meeting someone online. In fact, I don't know why people even ask how people met anymore because the answer is inevitably online in some way. These days I find it more weird if I ask a friend how she met her boyfriend or vice versa and they say at a bar. Right. I'm like, what? (laughs) How does that happen? This magical place? (laughs) Yeah, Tinder has absolutely it's it's obviously like anything else in life, it has its good points and its bad points and it's great because you'll meet people you never would have met otherwise and that's an amazing thing that technology has given us. But it is bad in that we do treat people as disposable because of it because it's very easy to just keep swiping, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, I think you have to be really careful uh, about doing that, about treating people like tissues perhaps don't do that the best way I think (laughs) is to make sure that you're presenting yourself in a really authentic way online so it's very easy to maybe have a little funny glib remark um, but I think you have to make sure that you're you're giving something of yourself away because if you're doing that you tend to treat the people you're meeting in a more authentic way if that makes sense but that's the thing. I've never been on so many dates in my life, but I also have never been ghosted so much in my life. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I've ghosted too, but it's not until I was ghosted that I sure. thought, oh, this feels like shit. And there's no rule. Sometimes people ghost you, you know, after they've made the date, but before the actual date. Yes. Sometimes it's on the day of the date. Sometimes totally. it's on the actual date. Like it happens, you know, there's sort of no rules around Tinder dating now, especially that first date. The first date is almost like a pre-date date. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like the second date is the real first date. 
Mm. So we're still kind of working out the rules here. But uh, I think, you know, I've been to a few Tinder weddings now. So I've I've met a Tinder baby. So, you know, it's getting results. It is. Can't complain about that. It's doing its job. Mm -hmm. And there's so many different apps springing up every single day there is there's, yeah there's plenty so you know get on five if you're gonna be on one get on five get, get on amongst five. it get amongst it how many are you on um currently two yeah i'm yeah. two yeah yeah i'm getting old i can't keep up with more than two <laughs> <laughs> what happens in your 30s now among other things <laughs> and i guess what have you found the main difference between say, a 25-year-old guy when you were dating 25-year-old guys and a 35-year-old guy when you're dating 35-year-old guys? Oh, the main difference is probably the amount of hair on their back, to be honest. No, I'm, no, that's not true. I'd Mind say, you, that is a very valid point. <laughs> but, it, you know, absolutely the same as uh, women's bodies change, men's bodies change as well as they get older. Um, but I guess the main difference is actually baggage, and we all have more baggage as we get older. That's just natural and that can be not necessarily negative baggage some people may be divorced or have you know sort of commitment issues or all kinds of things and they have some negative baggage but other people have some quite positive baggage believe it or not but we all collect experiences as we go through life so I think the older someone is just the more experience life experience they have whether it's good or bad I am finding that I'm in that weird spot at the moment where the guys that well, the, the age of the guys that I want to be dating, they're still in that really serious relationship. So it's like their first serious relationship, I'm just waiting for them to all yeah. get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. I pounce. Yeah. And then when you get to 35, you're just waiting for them to get divorced. Yeah. So, you know, it's the same thing. We just change the words around, basically. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is the this is the thing about um, relationships, which I find odd. People think, and especially nowadays, you're going to have several long-term important relationships in your lifetime and people treat breakups as failures and I think that we really shouldn't be doing that because we are living longer than ever before like we're probably all going to live to 100 now so if we're lucky so you don't really want to be married to the same person for 80 years that's a really long time to spend with one person so you might have several say five-year relationships in your life and that they're not any less meaningful because they ended they were they came, they were you know, important to you, that person, for, for that time. And for whatever reason, it didn't work out. You chose to move on and experience someone new. And it doesn't mean that that relationship was a failure. It just was what it was when you needed it. Deep, again. <laughs> but it's true because we change yeah, as absolutely. people. We change a lot, definitely yeah. a lot. So your personality keeps growing and, you know, up, right up until you're 60. So you will grow apart from some people and you will grow in the direction of other people and that goes for friendships and all other kinds of relationships as well so basically you're saying that we just got to hang out until we're about 60 yeah and then it'll all make sense and be really easy Uh, apparently dating will be great at 60 (laughs) i'll let you know in another three decades and what about when it comes to the actual date so a first date for me is dinner is very rare on a first date, which yes. I actually support because if I don't know someone... Yeah. I don't like eating in front of strangers, I'll be honest. And also, what if we have nothing to talk about? Yeah. I have to sit there during dinner with them. Whereas a drink, you can be like, oh, I have a dinner. <laughs> Absolutely. I think um, the most important thing is to... It actually should be two drinks, I think. Because generally, and I'm... You know, we don't want to be sexist about it, but the guy probably will pay for the first drink and you should probably reciprocate. Mm. And I think that's pretty fair for a first date. So I think, and that gives you a good amount of time. That's maybe, you know, a good hour 
or more to spend with someone and it's kind of the ideal first date. It's not too long, it's not too short, you've gone Dutch, everyone's happy. Yeah. Even if you don't see each other again. Well, that's the thing. If you never see them again, they're not going to have yeah. any sour grapes over the fact that they just shouted you a whole night out. Exactly. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And do you find, because guys in their 20s these days just expect sex to come pretty quickly. <laughs> There's no way about it. And they might never see you again. Yeah, yeah. They probably won't see you again, this really. Com- I don't think there are any rules around this anymore. I think the three-date rule is... is really redundant at this point so it's up to you if you want to sleep with someone on the first date go right ahead do not feel pressured to do it but if it's something you want to do it it doesn't mean they're not going to call you back it doesn't mean they are either but if you want to wait six dates or six months or six years it's completely up to you so just do whatever feels right (laughs) at this point there's men are not working by some rule like they're just thinking with their penis most of the time to be fair but you know so we'll wait our tiny lady penis not with our penis clitoris yes 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 yes. but speaking of never call you back guys don't call (laughs) does anyone call does anyone talk on the phone anymore that's creepy no one talks no one talks i mean i may be bashing like guys in their 20s right now (laughs) but i am clearly just doing what they do and thinking that's all right well look calling is rare it is very rare. It's like it's like the endangered white tiger of the communication world. It does not happen very no. often. Unless um, I'm lost and right in that moment, I'm right. like, where are you? Sure. Yeah, it is pretty call rare. So I think that if I could give men a tip, it would definitely be to call. Because if some guy calls you after the first date, the next day, would you not be quite taken aback by that? Quite I would a find little it bit ex- swept off your feet, maybe? I would be. Quite a little bit chivalrous, isn't oh. it? It's very odd that a phone call should be considered chivalrous, but it's 2016 and people are WhatsApping pictures of their dicks. So Totally. It is quite chivalrous at this point to but just pick up the phone. Back in high school, for a guy to be able to talk to you, he had to call the home phone. Yeah, and talk and to your mom. Talk to your mom. <laughs> I would try and jump on the phone as soon as I could to avoid that situation. Of course, yeah. But, you know, and vice versa. If I wanted to talk to him, I had to call up and you know risk the big brother on the phone and that was scary times i do find that you can um kind of preempt this by making that first call so i think it's quite nice as a woman to maybe call a couple of days after you know your first date not your pre-date your first date technically your second date and just say i had a really good time thank you for taking me out would love to do it again they go okay now we're calling each other Mm. this is a thing we've stepped it up to calls all right sweet so they kind of get it in the head that it's okay to call so you might ne- might have to make that first step, but I think they would also be quite swept off their feet by that, especially by a woman just saying thank you. I had a good time. Everyone wants to hear that someone enjoyed their company, whatever gender you are. It's true. It's true. But I need to grow some lady balls to do that because yeah. it's a scary thing I it is. could never think of doing, really. <laughs> it is scary. I think all you have to do is have a pre-prepared voicemail ready to go in case they don't. Something really, like, hilarious and, you know, like, I think you just have to have that ready to go because you don't want to just hang up and then leave that missed call just sitting there on their phone. Awkward. But I'm so awkward that I'd probably call back thinking, (laughs) oh, they're going to see that it's my number. I might as well call back and then it just makes the situation worse. That's why I just don't call. (laughs) It just is easier for everyone. You need to warm it up, Mel. Warm it up. (sighs) Okay, I will. I will. After this, I'm just going to call a guy. Please do. I'll do it on the podcast. Can Can we? We'll do it live. We'll do it live next time. Okay. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> and next I time, never I'll did a you, podcast give, with Emma again. <laughs> I'll give you like a week's grace. We'll do it next time. Well, sort of that brings me to the next stage I want to talk about, which was the aftermath mm. of a date. My 
I mean, this could be a reflection of me and, hey, all the listeners may be judging right now, but I'd say majority of guys, you know, I'll go on one date, two dates, Mm -hmm. which is the first date really if you Mm -hmm. count the first one as a pre-date. Um seldom make it to a third date Mm, yes because i think again we're treating people as very disposable in this new dating economy and we should be a little more careful about doing that i think everyone should get at least three dates unless it's really horrific i think you kind of need three dates to get to know someone i think so too i think we have this still very um cinderella disney-esque idea that we're gonna fall in love at first sight and it's gonna be amazing and it's not that's not realistic and those you'll find you know that those relationships where you do have that really intense sort of sexual vibe straight away burn out just as quickly so what you actually want is a much as a slow burn you want a slow burn it doesn't sound very romantic no i love a slow burn yeah it's it's actually much more sustainable way (laughs) to get to know someone so i think you should give someone three dates and if that means that you know you have to get on them for the third date then fair enough why should you not ask they don't have to always ask you can ask as well obviously can i get on you can (laughs) we need to get on this (laughs) full stop send yes do you find that in your 30s friends are shacking up with each other because i'm finding that that more and more friends it's becoming quite incestual incestuous <laughs> our friendship group right interesting mm. actually yes i would say that that is true um yeah because you you know these are the people you you know when you meet and once you've sort of gotten to the end of the pile of uno cards that is tinder then you go oh who the hell else is there around so yeah for friends and and that is the ideal way to meet someone obviously someone who's been pre-approved by being a friend of someone else hmm. it's quite nice and it's very 90210 and we can all sleep with each other and live happily ever after or all blows up in your face it's possible yes yes but you know what give it a go find out life's too short yeah it's true. not to shag a friend good point <laughs> yeah, yeah everyone should do it at least everyone once should in their do lives. it once absolutely yeah risk ruining a friendship why not <laughs> Or starting a fantastic relationship. Exactly. You never know. As was it Ernie Dingo? You never know unless you never ever go. That's true. Exactly. What What happened to Ernie? I don't know. What's he doing? I wonder if he's on Tinder. I don't know. He might be. He's probably happily married. He might be. Still could be on Tinder. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? We'll find out. (laughs) And now I want to get your, let's call it Marky's Tips. Ooh, excellent. All right. Top tips. I've got a couple. I've got a couple. You're a wise woman. I'm pretty wise. I'm pretty wise. So here, I'd say I've got probably three tips, which, you know, is easy to remember. It's a nice round number. I'm going to write them down anyway, though. Number one, and it sounds counterintuitive, but I would say treat dating like a part-time job, which sounds like work, right? Sounds like work. A side hustle. It is. It's a side hustle. And you have to, you know, you have to show up. You have to be courteous. um, You have to sort of treat it as an investment in your future. Um, but you also have to, you know, be doing something you enjoy. So it's kind of like you can't sort of expect people to fall into your lap. It's not going to happen, right? The world is is too big and moving too fast for people to just fall into your lap and fall in love with you. So you sort of have to show up with the intent, and that's what I mean by treating it like a part time job. You can't just sort of you if you if you let the world just flow by, you'll just suddenly turn around and ten years will have gone past and you will have had no long term relationships. So I think if it, if a relationship is something you want you then you should treat it like a part-time job number two <laughs> number two is ask questions early i think this is really really important i and like that people don't do this so you might have a million questions obviously you've google stalked them already before the first date and maybe you've seen um 
that he was wearing a wedding ring or something in one <gasps> photo from like five years ago on Facebook. And you're like, I really want to ask. Is he I, don't, I really want to know, but I'm not going to ask because I don't want to be that guy. But I think just getting those sort of questions out as soon as possible. And other questions like, where is this going? Are you dating anyone else? Like you don't want to be that girl. Most girls don't want to be that girl. But if you do not ask, you are not going to get an answer. I have a friend who waited a year until that she brought that up. a very long time. And naturally, he just thought, oh, she's not interested in that because she hasn't brought it up. So I'm just going to keep being a dude. Well, just and from just a safety point of view, you should know if they're sleeping with someone else. Totally. Just from a health point of view, if nothing else. It is so okay to ask that. Mm. So okay to and ask. And if he thinks you're a bit of a freak for asking that, then he's, he's worth not your the time one. anyway. Girlfriend. Move on. Mm-mm. Speaking of moving on, number three. That would be um, what I sort of touched on earlier is that remembering that a breakup is not a fail. So... Breakups are kind of just like the straw that breaks the camel's back in that relationship, but they sort of put you on the right track for something else. And I think that that is a really important thing to remember. People don't like to talk about problems in the relationship with their friends because they don't want people to know. And once you start having sort of the ruminations of a breakup, you you know, you can get quite insular about it. But it's everyone goes through it. It's not 1943 anymore. Like you're going to have breakups. It's, it's going to happen. So I think you just have to really treat it as you know a life experience and not a failure at all dating is fun not a failure dating is fun it is fun when i mean you it's strip hard back work, all the yeah <laughs> it's but, fun but when you strip back the whole like ghosting benching all those the shit things that can happen yeah there's a lot of good that comes there is from a lot, it and it, you know it's one of the the more, more fun experiences of life is dating mm. life would be a lot less fun if we didn't get to date mm. for sure and on that note I think I'm going to wrap it up there. Okay, so next time we're definitely calling a guy live on air, right? <sighs> yeah, all right. <laughs> yes. Or <laughs> who will hit this lucky man be? I cannot wait to find out. Anyone listening who I've ever dated is probably just like, shit. <laughs> you can use my phone. They won't know who's calling. It'll be oh, even better. Oh, good one. Yes. Great. Thank you for joining me, Emma. Thank you very much for having my voice in your ears, Mel. Oh, anytime. And find us on iTunes. Make sure you hit subscribe. And why don't you leave us a bit of a story, write a review, tell us what you want to know, give us some dating tips because I need all the help I can get. And why don't you just leave a ghosting story? Everyone loves to hear about that shit. Go for it. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time. <laughs>